Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah Most gracious Most merciful Equality and justice in Islam Edited by Anne Ronyan This article appears in discoveritsbeauty.com Islam teaches us that all humans are equal regardless of their race, color, or nationality. Islam prohibits all forms of apartheid, class-based discrimination, and racism. Islam commands us to maintain security, spirit peace, and live in peace and harmony on earth. Islam instructs us not to transgress Islam instructs us not to transgress against others or to steal their money or property. Islam prohibits the killing of innocent people. Islam instructs us to avoid hatred and hostility towards others. Equality in Islam O humankind, the Quran states in the meaning of which O humankind, indeed we have created you from male and female and made you peoples and tribes that you may know one another. Indeed, the most noble of you in the sight of Allah is the most righteous of you. Indeed, Allah is all-knowing and all-acquainted. The Quran chapter 49 verse 13 Islam teaches us not to hate or disparage others based on their race, skin, tone, or eye color or nationality. Again, Islam teaches us not to hate or disparage others based on their race, skin, tone, or eye color or nationality. Islam is a practical remedy for the scourge of racial conflict and discrimination which the world is witnessing. In Islam, people of all colors are brothers and sisters in the same human race. We are all descended from the same father, Adam, who was created from dust. Thus, we are all from the earth and we will all go back to the earth and turn into dust again. Confirming this ideal concept of equality in Islam, Prophet Muhammad, may peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, declared very clearly in his last sermon during the Hajj pilgrimage. O people, O people, your God is one and your Father is one. You are all from Adam, and Adam is from dust. An Arab is not superior to a non-Arab, and a non-Arab is not superior to an Arab. A white has no superiority over a black, nor does a black have superiority over a white. You are all equal. No one has superiority over others except through piety, and good action. When Malcolm X 
Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz, his Muslim name, made the same pilgrimage to Mecca more than uh, 1,300 years later, he wrote back to his colleagues in Harlem, New York. When Malcolm X Al-Hajj Malik Al-Shabazz made the same pilgrimage to Mecca more than 1,300 years later, after the Prophet Muhammad he wrote back to his colleagues in Harlem, New York. Never, never have I witnessed such sincere hospitality and overwhelming spirit of true brotherhood as is practiced by people of all colors and races here in this ancient holy land, the home of Abraham, Muhammad, and all other prophets of the Holy Scriptures. For the past week, I have been utterly speechless and spellbound by the graciousness I see displayed all around me by people of all colors. There were tens of thousands of pilgrims from all over the world. They were of all colors from blue-eyed blondes to black-skinned Africans. But we were all participating in the same ritual displaying a spirit of unity and brotherhood that my experiences in America had led me to believe never could exist between the white and non-white. America needs to understand Islam because this is the one religion that erases from its society the race problem. Throughout my travels in the Muslim world, I have met, talked to, and even eaten with people who in America would have been considered white, but the white attitude was removed from their minds by the religion of Islam. I have never before seen sincere and true brotherhood practiced by all colors together, irrespective of their color. During the past 11 days here in the Muslim world, I have eaten from the same plate, drunk from the same glass, and slept on the same rug, while praying to the same God with fellow Muslims whose eyes were the bluest of a blue, whose hair was the blondest of a blonde, and whose skin was the whitest of white. And in the words and in the deeds of the white Muslims, I felt the same sincerity that I felt among the black African Muslims of Nigeria, Sudan, and Ghana and in the words and in the deeds of the white Muslims, I felt the same sincerity that I felt among the black African Muslims of Nigeria, Sudan, and Ghana. We were truly all the same brothers because their belief in one God had removed the white from their minds, the white from their behavior, and the white from their attitude. I could see from this that perhaps if white Americans could accept the oneness of God, then perhaps too they could accept in reality the oneness of man and cease to measure and hinder and harm others in terms of their differences in color. Each hour, each hour here in the Holy Land enables me to have greater spiritual insights into what is happening in America between black and white. The American Negro never can be blamed for his racial animosities. He is only reacting to 400 years of the conscious racism 
of the American whites. But as racism leads America up the suicide path, I do believe from the experiences I have had with them that the whites of the younger generation in the colleges and universities will see the handwriting on the walls and many of them will turn to the spiritual path of the truth, the only way left to America to ward off the disaster that racism inevitably must lead to. Never have I been so highly honored. Never have I been so highly honored. Never have I been so Never have I been so highly honored. Never have I been made to feel more humble and unworthy. Who would believe the blessings that have been heaped upon an American Negro? A few nights ago, a man who would be called in America a white man, a United Nations diplomat, an ambassador, a companion of kings, gave me his hotel suite, his bed. Never would I have even thought of dreaming that I would ever be a recipient of such honors, honors that in America would be bestowed upon a king, not a Negro. There is no doubt that Allah is perfect, as is his religion of Islam. But of course, Muslims themselves are imperfect human beings. It is important for Muslims to continually evaluate ourselves to ensure that our attitudes and behaviors reflect true Islamic teachings, not negative customs from our various cultures. So why do so? So why do some people feel false pride or act arrogantly towards others? So why do some people feel false pride or act arrogantly towards others? Bilal was one of the first converts to Islam, and one of Prophet Muhammad's closest companions. His mother was from Abyssinia, modern-day Ethiopia, and his father was an Arab slave. Due to his beautiful voice, the Prophet chose him to give the first call to prayer, and he continued doing so until after the Prophet died. It was reported that another early Muslim Abu Dhar once scornfully called Bilal, son of a black woman. When Bilal told Prophet Muhammad what had happened, the Prophet became angry and scolded Abu Dhar, telling him he still had some of the pre-Islamic ignorance in him. Abu Dhar was ashamed and apologized profusely. Justice in Islam All you who have believed, be persistently standing firm for Allah. All you who have believed, be persistently standing firm for Allah, witnesses in justice, and do not let the hatred of a people prevent you from being just. Be just, that is nearer to righteousness. And fear Allah, indeed, Allah is acquainted, all acquainted with what you do. Quran chapter 5 verse 8. Islam teaches us to be just with everyone, whether a friend or foe, at all times, whether at peace or at war. 
It teaches us to conduct ourselves with unconditional justice and morality, free from individual whims or the idea that moral values change over time due to changing social and cultural circumstances. Indeed, Allah commands you to render trust to whom they are due, and when you judge between people, to judge with justice. Quran chapter 4 verse 58 as a practical manifestation of its beauty and its eternal values of mercy and justice islam commands us to protect what muslim scholars call the five necessities the first one is religion the second one is the soul the third one is the mind the fourth one is the honor dignity the fifth one is money and property beautifully the glorious quran Beautifully, the glorious Quran points out that if one kills an innocent soul, it is as if he had killed humankind entirely. And whoever saves one, it is as if he had saved humankind entirely. This is found in chapter 5, verse 32. Concerning the freedom and the protection of faith, the glorious Quran states, there is no compulsion in religion. Quran chapter 2 verse 256 verse 256 thus Islam honors humankind and commands us to be honest objective and fair when judging others let's remember what Allah tells us in the glorious Quran and do not let the hatred of a people prevent you from being just be just that is nearer to righteousness Quran chapter 5 verse 8 in many sayings the Prophet Muhammad, may Allah's blessing and peace be upon him, told us to be just, merciful, beneficial, and kind when treating others. The compassionate one has mercy. The compassionate one, God, has mercy on those who are merciful. If you show mercy to those who are on the earth, he who is in heaven will show mercy to you. None of you None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. The powerful is not he who knocks the other down. Indeed, the powerful is he who controls himself in a fit of anger. In a fit of anger. God does not judge you according to your bodies and appearances, but he scans your hearts and looks into your deeds. The best of Islam is to behave with gentleness and tolerance. The best people are those most beneficial to other people. <clears throat> Prophet Muhammad also practiced what he taught. His dealings and behavior towards others reflected his special and unique personality in his morals, mercy, honesty, sincerity, kindness, truthfulness, humbleness, generosity, forgiveness, patience, tolerance, and many other virtues. The stories and evidence of the Prophet's manif magnificent the stories and evidence of the Prophet's magnificent personal attributes are too numerous to mention here. So let us take just one example. After his Meccan opponents rejected him and his message of Islam, after they persecuted and mistreated him, trying to kill him many times, after they tortured and killed many of his followers and loved ones, after they fought him and his companions, driving them out of their homes and seizing their properties and land, how did Muhammad 
may peace and a blessing of Allah treat these enemies when he entered Mecca and liberated it from idolatry and paganism. How did he do that? In the wake of his momentous victory for Muhammad and the Muslims, at the climax of their joy, rapture and happiness at coming back home to the sacred city of Mecca, Prophet Muhammad gathered together the Meccans who were afraid that he would harm or even kill them in revenge for their past abuses and killing of Muslims. Muhammad asked them, listen to this, Muhammad asked them, what do you think I am going to do with you? They answered, you are a generous brother and the son of an honorable brother of ours. Then the kind, tolerant, generous and merciful prophet Muhammad forgave them. He announced, no harm will come to you. No harm will come to you. You may go. You are free. Look at that. Have you ever seen such a scene? Have you ever heard such a story? Can you sense the Prophet's mercy? Can you sense the Prophet's mercy? Can you sense the Prophet's mercy? With this, I will leave you and I will bid you farewell. And I will ask you by Allah to start thinking about embracing Islam by saying, I testify that there is no God except Allah. I testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Then you will be saved in this life and the hereafter. And your families, members, and generation after generation after you, God willing, will be saved because of your coming back to the truth, Islam. Take care, everybody. Salam. Peace.